see the point in waiting any longer, so let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. Hamda! Hi! Welcome Thank you. to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. And I have to say, uh, we're here with, you know, I'm the host, Judy Gold, and then is on the um, boards and kind of co-hosting. He's pretty hot. He's the and uh, Chemda, who's married to Mark. Uh, so Mazel Tov on the marriage. Uh, but, and we are in the Keith and the Girl studios. Uh, Chemda is kind enough to let me. Judy, it's an honor. I mean, I really is... appreciate that you let me use the facilities. It's amazing that you're even here. Yeah, She's God. the girl of Keith and the Girl yeah. podcast. Thank correct? you. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. Did Like, I... This it isn't happens, t- but it happens a lot. Like I'm, I'm sorry. I'm talking, hits, and then yeah. I hear someone who's like listening. I know our neighbor. Else. He, he's like so nosy. It's, ugh, it's, you know, he stops by and tries right. to have sex with us. It's weird. It's very weird. So, yeah. Hamda, your last name is Khalil. <laughs> it's at, it's it's spelled Khalili, but it's actually right. Khalili. Khalili. Yeah. Khali- of course, you marry someone from Hawaii because it's Khalili. Okay. Khali- it sounds like Hawaiian. She doesn't really use her last name. Though. She, actually, so, her last name is now Hennessy. <laughs> so um, I gotta I gotta record your chimes because I think it makes our neighbor go away. So I'm oh, gonna, good. I'm gonna use that like an alarm. So it's Hamda. it's Hamda Hennessy. Um, so Hamda, he has control issues. She's, oh, she's mine now. Shut up. <laughs> Sheket Bavakasha. Hey. So Hamda, thank you so much for being on my fourth show. Thanks for having me. Um, I am a big fan and actually I'm in a show Clinton, the musical. I'm coming to see it. Uh, it's so fucking fun. Yeah. I play Eleanor Roosevelt and Linda Tripp and, uh, the, a wig person is obsessed with you. I love that. Uh, she is a, a wig person who like all I'm thinking is they're going to scalp me. No, 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 no. <laughs> She's really a wardrobe person, but was hired to do the wigs to work on the show. I would love to job. meet her. And she's obsessed. She's straight. She's obsessed with you. Yay. And I think the sound person is also obsessed with you. Yay. So you'll have to wait after and I'll pretend get, like I'm waiting for you, but over. that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. Um, in our audience today, we have the incredible Mara Wilson. Amazing. I'm also a huge fan of Mara. I, was I am too. watching the last show. And yes, it is that kind of feminism that speaks out and is clear about it and, mm-hmm. and knows what side she's on and right. is not afraid to she's say She's a it. real person. Yeah, exactly. Real person and not afraid to show it. Exactly. That's what I love. Yeah. And uh, we have Lawrence. High school. Fr- What's your name? Nathaniel. Nathaniel. That's right. I love the name Nathaniel. Nathaniel, who's an improv guy. Yeah. That's right. His uh, improv troupe is what? Pen 15 Club. Pen 15 Club. Now, Nathaniel, uh, just one last question. What was Lauren like in high school? Come come here, Nathaniel. No, no, no. I just, wait. Come to the mic. Come to the mic. Speaking. Oh, because if we're talking about Lauren, okay. yeah, yeah, uh, like uh, like a little like um, Dennis the Menace, right, Kind of right. punk. <laughs> did you know that Lauren was a guy, or when did you realize uh, Lauren was a guy? I I mean, when he told me, I was like, oh yeah, but I I guess I didn't realize it. Okay, I, and. How did Lauren do in school with schoolwork? Uh, copied from me. All <laughs> math homework, copied all my math, math. homework. <laughs> he still yeah. copies math homework from right. me. Yeah. yeah. So not a great student. 
uh, yeah, great. And uh, like we were in drama club together. Right, right, right. But not. <laughs> okay. Not oh, that's what so. I. Yeah. English? Okay. Okay. That's all yeah. I need to know. Okay. Right, thank you. I might you. be referring to you again for some more information. <laughs> um, Hamda, I love you. Um, I love you. You too. originated pretty much the podcast format. Uh, we started when it wasn't really a thing. Right. Yeah. Kind of like me being Perfect. out. You yeah. Know. When it wasn't like, oh, my name's Robin Roberts and it's 2014. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'll come out. So, um, oh, I mean, I love oh, when so they brave. come out. I know. Yes. It's just the whole. Yeah. It, it, the other thing I can't. This is a kill me now, by the way. So I have to talk about what annoys me. The other thing, like you said, brave. Every time there's a fucking award show, like. Oh, yeah. they're, they're, the speeches They're brave for they're being brave. fat They're brave Show brave uh, For playing a gay man But that's not brave The fucking people in Afghanistan With no arms Are fucking brave yeah. Yeah. Okay They were so brave For doing their job Ding dong So um, <laughs> Yeah It's just I, The word brave Is very overused You know what When I was younger You know There were a lot more Gay jokes flying around A lot right. of more Stereotypical stuff And uh, I grew up in New York And so you know, it's not like people were really out, but they were probably more out than other other states. Right. And um, well, San Francisco. Well, sure. But, right. you know, all I knew was New York because there was no Internet. Right. But uh, what happened was then, you know, you would you would meet a gay person and then you see people's bias coming out. And I was floored. I was like, no, we were we were kidding. Oh, my God. You were serious. Right, right, right. I had no idea. You know, you were born in Tel Aviv. Uh, yeah, in the hospital in Tel Aviv. Yeah. I lived in Hulon and Ramat Gan. Say it again. I just, I, can someone get my little vibrator out? My little, no, uh, get the big say one. It again, say, it, say, it, say, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Okay, go. Hulon and Ramat Gan. Okay, so... I love it. I, uh, uh, I'm having such a crazy moment right now. Really? Yeah. I'm care, like turned on care, and off care, at the care, same care. <laughs> so, um, Chemda, you are a, uh, you're really a singer. You're a singer. You're a performer. You're a singer, dancer. You, um, did a lot of performing. Yeah, I did. I, um, I didn't think that, that it would go that way. You know, you, you see Madonna and you're like, she must not have parents. She just like right. does things the way she wants to do them. Right. She touches her crotch like on stage. So I thought you had to be. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. I thought you had to be more eccentric. And it mm. turns out I am the most eccentric person that your average person will meet. And I had no idea. Right. Because again, like Mara Wilson, honest, not putting on a fucking show for anyone. But the point is that I, you know, this is a kill me now moment. Uh, about Madonna. The point about Madonna is that, you know, you say she's, you know, this fearless. Yeah. She went to Hamilton. Did you hear this? The other night, she went to see Hamilton, the musical. Oh, yes. Great. And I'm was unfamiliar. on her phone texting no. the entire, entire time on the fucking phone. Now, for everyone listening, when you are a performer and you are on a stage, even though you think no one sees you texting, yeah. the light is so bright, and I hate you. I fucking hate you. I'm anyway. so distracted by you. All I see is your crotch lit right. up. Right, and I, it's like in your face. You know. So yeah. anyway, so she's texting the whole time. So Lynn, Manuel. I was taking I pictures of Julia Murney all best. during your show. You are? Just like from the side. Okay, bye. So, um, <laughs> so 
uh, Lynn Manuel at the end of the show tells says, you know, Madonna's not coming back for a cast photo. And then they did the Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS speech they do at a, a lot of the shows to raise money. Yeah. Uh, and he said, and there's someone, I, I don't know the exact quote, but something about there's someone uh, uh, in the audience who was a celebrity who was texting the entire show. And I know she could make a very big donation to Broadway Cares Equity, oh. Equity Fights AIDS <gasps> since she has so much money. Someone said this to her? Lynn, on stage. Listen. Well, she was... Yeah, I Lynn am. I am. Doing it's just like speech, amazing, though. and that's what he said at the end of the yeah, speech. Yeah, yeah, wow. wow. Called her out. That's so rude, especially for a performer. Absolutely. So did she? I don't know. Here's what I think. Why don't you do some research while I'm talking to Hemda? <laughs> I think Madonna lately, and th- she was known for this throughout right. her career, just trying to get attention. But you know, when you look at the work, it's not just trying to get attention. She's really, she really was always putting out a message. But now I feel like she's making out with this guy. I know. It's she's like texting. Just, just go, go. You don't have go be a legend, right? Time exactly. out, right? She's Time like, out. Yeah. You still can have integrity and class, you know, and. I don't know. It's like, it's, whatever. It's kind of it's, uncharacteristic right. because she highly believed in being uh, an artist and right. you know, true to form and, right. and respecting, right. the paying for right. watching something that entertains you. Know, you. you know, when she was on Rosie. Um, oh, God, I loved those moments because well, they were she, true friends. Well, she. I did too. Yeah, so I got finished with my story. <laughs> when she, she was on me. Rosie, uh, and and Lourdes was born. Uh, all the papers had said, "Oh, you know, you know, Madonna's going to come on the show with Lourdes, the baby," and so, um, which she wasn't planning on doing. So the Andy Lassner, who's now the EP of uh, Ellen, uh, says to me because I, you know, I was working, listen, because Henry and Lourdes were born like a few days apart. Oh wow! Uh, says, listen, they all think. You know, Lourdes is coming on the show. So why don't we have Henry come in and she'll bring Henry out. And then at one point, Rosie will be like, you know, the baby's cute, but it's it's not yours. Right. So Sharon, my ex, um, I said, OK, you mean brings, Schwendy? Schwendy, sorry, Schwendy brings um, Henry. It's swaddled. And I swear to God, the, the paparazzi almost killed them. They were so all over them, trying wow. to get in the elevator, like awful. And then Schwendy's backstage with Madonna, um, and Madonna's like, Madonna's baby, yeah. And um, <laughs> Madonna's like, oh, he's so cute. But they made it believe he was a girl. And uh, uh, oh, what is he like? And he does. He loved when I sang to him. So she starts singing to him, and he starts crying. <laughs> and then. Um, and then she uh, brings him out, and he's so cute. Oh, he's just the fucking. And it was on the. It was on the New York Post. It was like a big cover of you know, baby. Oh, Henry and stuff. I've, and you have a picture. Yeah, and uh, and she uh, was holding, and she's like, "Yeah, it's cute." And there, people are going crazy. And then Rosie's like, "But that that's not your kid." Do you think the first sign was that she said it's cute? Um, she's cute. He said, she said she's cute and it's a boy. Anyway, you're annoying. So anyway, we're with Chemda. Apparently. of uh, co-host of Keith and the Girl and you have another podcast you do? What's my name? What's my name? <laughs> and uh, we're in the Keith and the Girl studios in Astoria and Mara Wilson is sitting on the couch enjoying and Nathaniel Lawrence, a friend from high school is here and, um, you know, uh, we're going to talk about uh, 
you know, Chemda, her life. Uh, Chemda recently had a uh, big issue with her mother. She's a Jew. Um, <laughs> and we we worked it out together, which was lovely. I enjoyed it. And I thought, why not start the show, even though we've been talking for 25 minutes already, uh-huh. uh, calling my mother. Yeah, okay. Would you like to, you oh. know, she's 92. I don't know how much longer we'll call her. But, you know, I just wanted to say hi and, you know. I can't call my mother, so this is. Right, this you're is not really talking to your mother, so yeah. we can talk to my mother. Yeah. Here she is. She'll, Hello! <laughs> and she's in the home now, right? Hello? Hi, mother. Yeah, what are you doing? Well, we're doing the podcast. Well, it's like a radio show. I can't go into it. Yeah. And uh, so my friend Chemda is my guest. She was born yeah. in Tel Aviv. Right. And she doesn't talk to her mother because she's mad at her mother. Oh, that's terrible. Why? Why? Her mother's not nice to her. You have to talk to the mother. Why? Go ahead. Why? I am why. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. What was that? Are you eating? I was what? Oh, I thought you like spit or something. All right. So, um, and um, my friend Mara Wilson is here. She played Matilda in the Matilda movie, and she was in Mrs. Doubtfire, and and her mother died when she was eight, and she's here too. So we're all having mother issues. What's your issue? Uh, <laughs> Good question. That's Lauren. You met Lauren. Um I don't, I don't have no issues, Ma. You, you know, we, you were. I'm perfect. Yes, you are perfect. <laughs> you are a perfect mother. What do you think of Judy? You have to call me Judith. What do you, what yeah. do you think of Judy? That's beside the point. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, another, that's, a, that's another issue. Ma, I come there, I visit you, I do the New York Times crossword puzzle, you yell at me, I bring you food, you tell me it's shitty. I mean... You yell at me, you yell, you yell at, at me, me, you yell at me. You yell at me. Right now, who's yelling, Judith? I had a, oh, sorry. I had a good I think time. they both I, are. I, mean, I yell at you. Your mother is supposed to yell at you. She is? Yes, you're not supposed to be perfect. Oh, all right. What was the biggest degenerate degenerate thing that Judith did? Like, what did you have the most trouble with? Was she a picky eater? No. Stubborn. <laughs> I'm stubborn? No, stubborn. No. That's a yeah. good one. That's a like good one. Like how? How was I stubborn? Very. How? What did I do that was stubborn? I don't know. I have somebody here. Who's there? I can't talk out loud. Who's there? She's taking my food. Oh. Did you eat anything? I, I, I don't want to leave it there. Did you eat anything? Not yet. What is it? You're interrupting this egg. Uh, it's, um, no, you can eat it. I'm not going to take it if you eat it. Uh, leave it. Leave it here. I don't know if I'll eat it, but leave it here. Can you say thank you? Either. Can you say thank you to her? I'll say it when she comes back. Oh, God. This is Ma. <laughs> All right. So um, can you just give me one instance where I was stubborn and it was annoying? How about this one where you need to know how you were being stubborn? <laughs> yeah, I need to know how I'm stubborn. Was she late for everything? Was she late? For everything. You know how she does now. For everything. I know. I was always late. What is Everything that? Everything. She OCD. was never on time. I, I'm late too. Me All too. Right. What do you and think? I'm very prompt. 
Yeah, we went to my, remember we went to Uncle Emil's funeral and we were there before the body had arrived. <laughs> we were in Come the truck. All right. I was there, Lisa. I was there on time. Okay, that's great. Um, if you had to change something about Judith, what would it be? <laughs> if I had to change something about yes. me, what would it be? One thing? Yeah. <laughs> Just one. That's nice, Ma. How can you how can you ask me one thing? Okay, you can say like two or three. All right, say what would you change about me? She's the most perfect daughter. Uh, say I will I will have to say one thing. <laughs> She's the most attentive. She's the most um um What's the nice word? Interesting. She, um, mm-hmm. She's very intuitive. Oh, that's a big word. <laughs> <laughs> Ma, I, have to I don't know if I know what it means. Uh, I know. You're very... Uh, she still does the New York Times crossword puzzle with me. That's amazing. And gets more answers I than I do. I can never even finish a quarter of it. <laughs> well, the Monday, Tuesday are good. Okay. Then Wednesday, I feel like a dumb idiot. Yeah. Ma, you used to do the Sunday one, right? The Sunday, what, the Sunday, the Sunday puzzle? Yeah, you used to do the Sunday puzzle. Did I get it every day? <laughs> no, you, you would do... <laughs> the Sunday would only be once a week, Ma. I know, but you said I used to do the Sunday puzzle. Well, did I get it the other day? Did she win? No, we did the Monday puzzle the other day. Oh, okay. I'll bring the Sunday puzzle. I, I, I don't get any of them. Oh, I'll bring it. All right. I didn't finish any yet. All right. All right. So what's new? Nothing. I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> I have a show tonight, and uh, then I'm doing stand-up after the show. Wow. Yeah. You don't have to stay out so late. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her mom. dirty is your... Uh, it is. I know, right? It's ridiculous. She stays out until one, two in the morning. What is she doing out there? What could possibly be working for you, Judith, out there at one, two o'clock in the morning People as a wanna... lady in this city? Yes. Ma, I'm so big. No one's going to attack me. <laughs> I'll get her home, Auntie. Don't worry. Auntie? <laughs> it's a Hawaiian thing. Um, uh, ma- why? Uh, one last thing, and then, um, and then I'll call you for next time we tape. For some more right. insight. Um, first of all, any advice to Chemda who does not talk to her mother? Because her mother doesn't accept her quote unquote lifestyle. Go. Well, listen to me. Okay. Her mother may not uh, like her lifestyle, but uh, she has to compromise. The mother? No. no, she may. No, you have to give it to your mother. No, you don't. Not if they're mean. What do you mean she's mean? She's horrible and mean and says awful things. So she should not subject herself to that. She doesn't like her lifestyle? Yes, quote unquote. You love my lifestyle, right? <laughs> Ma, you've been accepting of me in your own little way. I accept it. Right, you accept it. <laughs> Correct. Um, so, well, her mother will have to accept it a little. Right, there you go. She'll have a- to compromise. Yes, yeah, so the mother has to compromise. 
Yeah, but they both have to compromise. No, all right. No. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, there's already compromise on Hemda's part. Yeah, there's Hemda no compromise has compromised yes. on the mother's and part. The mother, what? Hemda has tried and reached out and tried to compromise, and the mother will not accept it. I'd like to throw my dad under the bus here as, as well. They are uh, both equal. The mother will not give in to anything? No, her mother or and father will not give in to anything. Well, that's a lost cause. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Auntie. Seema, you're very smart. Let me just ask one last thing. Who's your favorite? Any other questions? Okay. Uh, <laughs> good, good answer, Ma. All right. So ne- I will be calling you next week when we're when we're um, when we're recording because you're an excellent guest. That was a recording. Yes, you fit. You're on the radio, Ma. Oh my God! Haven't you learned by now, Ma? I have to record everything, and you can't die because I will have no career. That's true. What kind of a remark is that to make? I'm just letting you know. I want you to take oh. care of yourself. Okay. And I want you to come to my show where I play Eleanor Roosevelt and Linda Tripp. All right. Maybe I can take your place or something else. All right. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Right. Opportunity. All right. Mother, very thank good. you. I love you very much. Oh, you don't. Okay. She can't say I love you, but that's fine. I accept that. All right. You're, you're, you're just too cute for words. Oh, oh thanks, Ma. That's a thing. Come to can't either. I know. That's I'm it. just joking. She huh? does. All right. Nothing else? No, I'll call you later. Okay. All right. So long. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. Okay, that was my 92-year-old mother. She's so funny. She's so funny. She's sharp. She's sharp. Yeah. Um, She always pulls it for any kind of media. That's so great. Um, But, you know, look, so your mother is how old? Mm. They're very young. Uh, How old am I? They're like in the early 60s. In their early 60s. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, my mother's 92. Yeah. And... But is your mother? But is your mother Middle Eastern? No, my mother's not. She's. It doesn't. Fuck that shit. Look, my father's born and raised in Iran. The president came over here and said there's no such thing as the phenomenon of gay. But you know what? He's a parent. He has it, it. He doesn't need the president of Iran to think for him. I understand. You know, it's that. like you're born and you're born. This is what I was thinking last night. You're born, right? And you're born in a certain country. It doesn't mean you have to think. Of course not. Like you know, you're their daughter, their only daughter. You know, this you you're happy. You're a success. You're they don't call this beautiful. A success. Well, too fucking bad. I know. They're miserable. Your mother is a miserable human being. So I'm sorry. Maybe if she really followed her dream and realized who she was really attracted to, maybe then. No, I'm just I, I, don't, I don't know your mother, so I shouldn't say that. But, you know, it really pisses me off that 
you know. Yeah, but this this is not, you know, uh, because of a relationship status or because of one thing in my life. Right. This has been an ongoing thing. Right. It's been about my weight when I was, you right. know, thinner than this. It's been about right. my, any life choice. Name it, my career path, my... So, you're... My mother says things like, your boyfriend doesn't mind you going out at night without him. Like, that's so slutty to them. When I was a teenager, my dad didn't let me go to the, you know, pool hall, which is like the local, like, there's nothing else for me to do. That's Wait, where where, going. where was the pool hall? Forest Hills. Okay, let me just say something. They decide that they're going to live in America yeah. in one of the most liberal places in the United States. Yeah. And yet they're going to keep their their minds closed. Yes, because when you don't know how children come out okay, like if you don't know an alternative, you think that you're saving your child's life. So if you think that in order to keep a child away from harm and away from whatever, that you do everything for them and that you think for them and that you lead them down the path, whether they're 20, 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever, then that's what you know. And if you deviate from that, you might fuck up the only thing that you've ever wanted in your life, which was successful, happy children. But you're a successful, happy child. They're distracted with their goals. So what happens is my brother just had a baby. It's their first grandkid. And and advice that his best friend said is treat your baby like he's adopted so that you don't anticipate him being like you or like or like mom or like grandma or like whoever so that you wait for that child to tell you who that person is and you're not waiting for this well that's just like daddy that's just like mommy that's just like whoever i never do that i mean i have henry i adopted because schwendy had henry yeah and i did second pair and ben i i had biologically but you could still compare to but the I do I do say, oh my God, that is so me. Mm-hmm. You know, and Henry, we always talk like because we I have nature versus nurture in my house, right. really, truly. And Henry's so much like me, and he's always like, Why do I do this like mama? Da-? You know, it's like we talk about, but they're adult. They're, you know, I don't ever say But I've seen you talk to your children and you talk to them like they're actual human beings. It's absolutely incredible. And you could see their personality where if you saw me at 13, my personality was muted. Right. It was it was turned down so that I can behave. Ugh. Awful. I yeah. Know. yeah. Yeah. It's child abuse. It's not child oh abuse. Oh God, Lauren. It's not child abuse. It's it's a it's a, a l- way of thinking. It's I, a it's Okay, can you be abused when you're an adult as a child? Yes. Okay, well what she's experiencing now is child abuse. Well, it's it's verbal abuse. And it's neglect. It's it's sad is what it is. And, it is sad. And, and I, you're the- like I tried to tell you you're not responsible. For your parents' happiness. And you are an, they created an individual and you're not obligated to think like them or to agree with them. They created a human being and they honestly, knowing what I know about them, they did a fucking amazing job. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're an amazing person. Thank you. And let's have, come on, let's go. (laughs) And they did a fucking you know, I had look a tr- at what is around you, love and, and yes. admiration and respect. I had a tremendous upbringing. I, I can't really complain about my upbringing. Okay. It's well, you know the- what? Now you're an adult. Yeah, it's different. And they don't have anyone to like control. Yeah. So they, you know, why don't they work on themselves? You know, why are they focused on you? How scary is that? To yeah, live- to yeah. work on yourself. Yeah. It's very, very scary. Right. So if they don't want to work on themselves, it's their fucking loss. Now, do they like the grandchild? 
Um, yeah, you know, my, my, my brother's, um, wife converted to Judaism. Oh, so he, is that the perfect? It's, I mean, they are, I, first of all, they're two incredible people. The child is amazing. If you don't like this family, I don't know. No, no, no. I mean, are your parents okay with that? Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, they wanted a grandkid. My mother, my mother is like, look how old I am. How come I don't have a grandkid? It's all about her. It's (laughs) all about her. Everything is about her. (laughs) Even my dad though. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a fucking narcissism. And, and, and you know what? Because if they didn't think about themselves, they'd actually have to think about something else that might scare them. So I'm telling you now, you wrote a letter to your mother. Uh, you wrote a letter to my mother. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I sent this letter out about a week before my, my wedding. Uh, like I said, it's not just about the wedding. I, I did marry same-sex transgender male, but um, they don't know that whole history. It's about, you know, what does a podcaster do? A woman doesn't tell jokes like that. She doesn't say fuck. She doesn't do drugs. God, they would love me. <laughs> yeah. They, and, and you know what's funny is I think they my would dad would you. adore you. My mother would have a great time right. because you're not me and you're not their seed. Right. So they could recognize so, how funny. You are. But they don't control you. They don't. You're not a reflect. They're acting of as if not. you're the reflection of them. They're the reflection of them. And if you are the reflection of them, they fucking come out smelling like roses. <laughs> they don't. Think but so. okay. So you wrote the letter. Well, okay. So I I had a breakdown right before a show. Um, it was literally like you know on air sign was on. We already did the mic check. We were about to go on. And I get a text from my brother saying, "Mom didn't know your wedding was next week. She's really upset because she bought a dress." And but, she, but she didn't know. There's, there's. Right. I told uh, my yes. mother I was engaged a year and a half before. She told me to keep it off social media and not to tell anyone. And I was like, "You can deal with that on your side to not tell anyone, but I'm going to tell whoever I want." Right. And so you know, my wedding is coming up. The wedding was next week, and I said, I said to my brother, "Your mother's a cunt." Right. <laughs> and uh, she's what lying. What does that mean exactly? Right, uh, it means I'm going to see her next Tuesday. Right. Um. So and I said, you know, this is the first because she's actually, I think, lying about this. There's no way mm-hmm. my mother got a dress for the wedding. She's not the kind of person that would just get any dress. She would ask mm-hmm. me about coloring. She would talk to me about my dress. She right. didn't even bother. So she, she hasn't talked to me in a while. So I said, she's lying, blah, blah, blah. But I was about to cry because I'm like, what kind of, you know, and I'm about to go on air. I'm supposed to be funny. <laughs> and and she just, and I still, I, I did fine, but I, I couldn't believe the next level shit. So I called Lauren immediately after. Lauren was at your place. And uh, he goes, can I put you on speaker? And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking going to get it from Judy. I know because I know he's at your place. So I get put on speaker and I'm like, my mother. And I was like, fuck it. Judy's going to know everything. My mother. It was she's perfect. Doing- I had to put you on. So there's nothing I could say in this situation to help, really. So I didn't give it to you. What? Well, I said, my mother, she's, she's good doing way. this thing. And, and I hear Judy, give me the phone. Give me the phone. Yeah. Oh, she was rocking back and forth in her seat, trying to listen and be patient. And finally, she's just like, get patient. I got through one sentence and, and you get on the phone and go, what is going on? That was great. This, that was this, great. No way. You are an adult. Write this down. Do you have a fucking pen? Write it down. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where's the pen? I, bro- I, I swear to God, I think I was either writing in crayon or some mm-hmm. broken pencil. And I'm just like, shock. there's going to be a test after this. I know it. And so you told me to write the three sentences and and i think we were on the phone for a half an hour i cried some of it because an hour. you know you told me yeah, about, it was an hour you told me about your personal experience about how your mother dealt with it and you know we, we talked about this whole thing and i felt really incredible that you would take the time to do that i sent you the letter because you said you have to approve it right you told me i don't know how to write letters <laughs> <laughs> i do this for everyone you, you know, rewrote people, it for me because people put in information that's that is going to trigger a reaction. Right. And that's what you don't want. You want to explain 
and it's it's this whole method of of writing, but it's like um you know explaining and asking and reinforcing you know, and they really there's nothing they can say. Right. did your mother ever respond? no, no, which I forget about sometimes, and then sometimes it hits me, and I'm like, wow, they really died before they died. They killed me. They just... They... But no, they didn't do anything. I know, but... I know. It's your mother. I know. It's your mother. It's just that I'm right there right now. So... Right. I'll be better, like, in two days. And I was better two days ago. Right. yesterday I broke down about it. But that's okay. I know. You're allowed to have feelings about it. You're mourning. Right. But look at Mara. Mara lost her mother at eight. I would... I hate to say this in front of somebody who lost their mother, but I wish they died instead of this. I no. can't believe I just said no, that. No, I you know, but it's I know it's painful because then that it's, they're there and then they're relishing in this grandchild, and you're a piece of shit. But you know yeah. what? At well, you're not a piece of shit, but you know what I mean. You feel like a piece of shit, but you know what? At some point, you have to realize that you don't need their approval, and you don't need you. And even though I mean, look, even. People in jail call for their mommies and stuff, you know, but. Oh, I do this terrible thing when I, I, and I don't even realize, but Lauren points it out when I'm just fucked up and on the floor in pain or whatever. I I say Ema. If she gets really scared, her first response is Ema, which is. Ema is Hebrew. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Ema. All right. But we, we were never that close. I'm not calling out for my mother. I know my mother's not going to comfort me. You just want a mother, a mother. Yeah. Here's, right. a, here's an example of my mother comforting me. She calls me up. She always calls me. Well, she used to. She always called me up. What do you need? What do you want? I always say nothing. How's everything? I always say great. Right. Because what am I going to tell you? You don't know what I do for a living because you don't right. want to know. You don't know what I do in life because you don't want to know. So right. you don't know any of my friends. I can't talk to you about that. You don't know what I do every day for a living. So I can't talk to you about that. Right. You don't want to know who I'm dating because you hate it. Right. So I ran out of shit. Everything's fine. One time I was in the middle of this fucking craziness in my life where everything was actually terrible. So I go, mom, you know, I'm actually having a hard time. Uh It's fine, but I'm just struggling with a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Really, it was that gentle. We hang up the phone shortly after. She calls me back. I'm in Trader Joe's during this. Mm -hmm. She calls me back a minute later. She goes, I'm not going to be able to sleep. You have to make me feel better about your life. It's all about her. But when are you (laughs) going to realize you had a narcissistic mother? I did realize. Right. And you're not like uh, me. Like my mother's like, you're attentive and you're... I took on her depression. I took on, you know, making her happy. You know, like that was my thing. That's why I'm a comic. I had a depressed mother, well, among other things. But, you know, and all I wanted to do was to make her feel better. And I'm never going to make her feel. She's the only one that can make herself feel. What is your mother? Does your mother have a job? No. Right. Did she, did she ever have a job? Uh, only to help my dad. Right. Yeah. So she's not, she's incomplete and she doesn't want to complete herself, but that's not your responsibility. And I didn't take it on as my responsibility. Right. So, you know, you can say, ma. It's only that emotional, listen, it's, if I took on that responsibility, I would not date any of the men that I dated. I would not do any of the work that I did. I would not say any of the stuff that I do. And but I there's still the, there's still Ema in the back because saying, still, you know, yeah. this is, you're not good. You're not good enough. You're not good. And when you fucking get rid of that and realize that's her, that, you know, she had a daughter. She identifies with you because you're the female and yeah. she never did anything with her fucking life. And here she is, this daughter who's free thinking, who's, you know, a, a trendsetter, who she is talented. She hates all of these words. Well, hates them. Trendsetter. Right, so, 
My dad actually said, I don't need any pioneers of this Too shit bad. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I don't think need of, any All right, pioneers. think about what the world would be like right? <laughs> without fucking trendsetters and pioneers. I can't. I, and fuck that shit. That is the way they think. You're not responsible for the way th- they think. You're not responsible for making them happy or proud. You know, there's going to be a point where she's like, oh, my God, I fucking wasted so much time. There's but, not going to be that point. And, okay. and, and, and everyone tells me that there's going to be a point or when they die, you'll regret it. No, it's not. I don't you'll care. regret it. You're not. Why would you? I you can't. Have done I can't, nothing wrong. I can't live my life waiting to regret. Exactly. Shit. But no, you don't need to regret. You have nothing to regret. You have been incredible. You have been incredible. Thank you. And you wrote, you know, you've, you've actually laid your heart out there limited it's the only only way limited you need to just understand that they're limited this is the only way to live even if i wanted to please them my my physical self can't i can't i can't you can't emotional no like if you were sitting around you would not be successful at the podcast no you would not be a a great performer you would not have the fucking wig girl at my at my show going oh my god oh my god okay the, you know, this is who you love yourself. You don't I do. need I really, them to love you. Them, they love you to, on their the way they can. They love me. They just don't like me. It, she gets off on, on being unhappy. That's the thing. She right. They love that. Unhappy. A little bit. It's like your grandmother. Yeah. My grandmother. Can I? Can I yeah. yeah. Mara Wilson here. Uh, <laughs> she is an MSW, CSW, a certified social worker. <laughs> I, I mean, I do have She's that. She's a Jew. That's all. Yeah. That right. I have oh, the, my God. I, this is my fantasy. I do have the soothing counselor voice. Um, no, there are people. People who are or who my are, nightmare, <laughs> right? Uh, there are people who are used to being unhappy, and they're used to not being pleased. And the thing is, you can't please them because you can't please them because they don't want to be pleased. Well, they, they believe that hard. Well, work. that's all they only know. Is, yeah, is being. Yeah. You know, the, do you know what? Like, all right. So, if I had a um, drag name. It would be anhedonia because anhedonia is yeah. a disease where you get no pleasure. At you get no yeah. pleasure. Nothing makes you happy. Yeah. Your mother has anhedonia. Yeah. And I would like to just defend them for a second because they come from, uh, their parents are from, my mother's parents are from Iraq, born and Mm -hmm. raised. My mother did not uh, know how to read or write. Mm -hmm. Uh, My father was born and raised in Iran. Mm -hmm. They moved to Israel. They moved to America. Mm -hmm. They, They softened up. My dad would be terrified of his dad and even though i was somewhat scared of my dad there's like a more gentle aspect of them so in a lot of ways they are the pioneers right. of and their that's, family that's great but let me tell you something my friend leslie's mother uh survived the holocaust in a uh barn in poland with uh i think there were 11 other people the only light they had for two years was um through the slats they were freezing. Her mother wore the same clothes for two years. They they had a bucket in the middle of the this one room. Uh, you would they, think the Nazis would, would find food. them on the smell alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they would get food. It was on a farm. It was a Polish farmer, and they would get food from him. And her mother is nice to her. Mm. Okay, <laughs> her mother is lovely and accepts her for who she is. You cannot tell me people overcome so much stuff, you know, um, sexual abuse, you know, just so much stuff. Yeah. I have nothing to overcome. Except no, the, not, I'm not, not talking you, about babe. you. It's not about you. Now you're turning into your mother. It's about your parents. 
It's about your parents. You know, this is the world. If they are not willing to say, oh, my God, this is the world. I want to learn more about it and be a part of it. Then that's their problem. It's their loss. I better be on the show again when I could be funny. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny. I don't know. I just we talk to my mother and we all have mother. Everyone here has mother issues. Yeah. yeah. This is a great show. But it's like it's the mother. We have to call this the mother issue show. I mean, like Mara. Come on. And then she gets this stepmother who like wants her to be Catholic. Yeah. And well, I, I mean, I also understand the the super, you know, the the immigrant, the religious immigrant thing. Right. My stepmother is, you know, from the Philippines and right. she's very Catholic. And honestly, the thing that helped her the most is, was getting dogs. Right. Because now she has she has pets that she can take care of yes. and love. And I it's thought, soothing I to her. I that when you're, yeah. do they have a pet? No. Because they would have to focus on the pet. I think my, I, I realized now that my mother has OCD. Yeah, and and she can't she can't have that. She's like, oh, we moved to we moved back to Israel, and there's so much dust here. I have to mop the floor okay. every morning. So your mother has OCD mm-hmm. and hedonia. Uh, what else does she have? Sounds like a personality disorder. Yeah. Honestly, she's yeah. just she is a flawed person. You You're, have to accept that yeah. we're all flawed, and you did nothing wrong. You did nothing wrong. You are who you are, and that's great. And they are sweet. Your mother is sweet, and she has... I've seen her smile, and I've seen her be genuine, but she has locked herself up. It's not about you. It's about... Her and it's probably her defense mechanism is being right. closed minded yeah. because she's afraid Definitely. she's she's had so much you know she's had change and upheaval in her life so yeah. right. what has she done I mean I mean to some degree I understand like not I understand shutting yourself in against I'm very risk averse right you know but there's a difference between being risk adverse and not opening your mind to anything that's right. the thing she's afraid it's it's because she's afraid it's fear she's this she's this afraid person and you know what that's sad but at some point you have to be like look grow the fuck up and get over your fears right so the fear you know is, if, if i face my i can face my fears well you, you have can a show too. about fears <laughs> but listen yeah. like fears yeah. are are fabricated stuff in your head yep you're not fuck all i have to say is you're not responsible for your parents and you better fucking get over it now <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Um, Kemda, I have to say that um, you let me use your studio. And it's my pleasure. I want to thank you for that. Tell me about. Wait, are you telling me we have to wrap up? Yeah. Too bad. So, Chemda, <laughs> what pisses you off? What pisses you off the most? What pisses... I have, like, you know, I... And maybe it's good that I'm going to go completely on the dumb side. What pisses me off is how much I like Starbucks. I have this one coffee that they make absolutely perfect. What I feel, is it? Ugh, medium soy latte. It has to be medium. And when they run out of those fucking medium cups and put it in a large cup, I get really upset because the ratio of air Yeah, I to know. Coffee. I always tell them to put stuff in a different... But you, it depends on the barista, too. Some of them yeah. don't steam the milk right. Yes. 
And but I feel like a piece of shit every time I'm in there. I feel like people are looking at me like, oh, okay. Did you just step over a homeless guy to get yourself a five dollar cup of coffee? <laughs> That's really nice. That's lovely. Oh, are you in here again? Weren't you just in here yesterday? Oh my god! Aren't you a struggling artist? What is right. wrong with you? Right. And, all, and I feel like the baristas are like, shouldn't we know your name by now? Ugh. They never fucking need. write my name right. Uh, my name is I'm Cindy like, at I, Starbucks. Oh, mine's Julie. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not fucking Julie. Okay. I can't stand when they write your fucking name wrong. And why? Why does it take 45 minutes to get a fucking coffee when there's like 10 people behind the counter? Thank you. Oh, yeah. That's like the one by our place. The one yeah. over, the one on by the studio is fine. The one by our place. They are talking to each other while I'm telling the order. There's no, there's no work ethic anymore. <sighs> and there's no sense of urgency. I know. Do you feel old when you say things like that? I feel old when I say things like that. Uh, I am old. But yeah. I, I don't. I remember. I loaded trucks. I was a toll collector. Like, these are the jobs I did. I was a clown. You were a clown. I was a clown. I was a toll collector on the New Jersey Turnpike. I sold weed. (laughs) I don't know. I heard something about some illegal. We have a a drug dealer next door. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. Really? Oh, that's terrible. Barista. I've been a barista. barista? Yeah, I was for uh, in college. My second day, it was at this place, Karen's on Aster. They made like you know, it was an, a, a quote organic deli. Uh-huh. And the second day there, somebody found a cockroach in the chili. No. Oh, okay, here's on. my other thing about <laughs> continuing on the kill me now thing. I, you know, I know people are vegan and vegetarian and gluten free and gluten free and no nuts and, blah, 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 and lactose intolerant. You know, don't ruin my dinner party. You know what I mean? I don't want my dinner party ruined. Okay. If you're going to be vegan, it's like fine, but I don't know how to cook vegan. I don't have time to be vegan. And we're going to have to bring your own fucking food. We have a friend, Emmy, who changes her diet pretty much every time we see her because she's allergic to like a new thing or she discovered this clears her her face and whatever. She's our best friend. But the last time we invited people over, she said, what can I bring? And I just said, bring whatever the fuck you're going to eat. Right. Because I have no goddamn idea. I know. I can't. And then, you know, like. And also when you're vegan, sometimes you're not invited because I'm making lasagna. Right. Um, I, that that used so, to be vegan is the new vegetarian. I have to say about the vegan thing, like that is a lifestyle, a life choice. That's a life choice. If my mother didn't like it, I would agree. Okay. <laughs> so, but that is something like you can't go out to rest. First of all, all right. We talk, talk to my mother, 92, right? 92 eating meat. She's a, mm. you know, carnivore bread, you know, hunk of cheese. Yeah. She loves the cheese, but she I, I, could still eat cheese. Oh, my God. She eats cheese all the time. Why? (laughs) Because cheese is destroying everyone's insides except your mother. (laughs) (laughs) I eat cheese. Do you know the allergy medicine companies are making a killing because cheese is killing the whole world except for the gold. I'm fucking sick of this shit with everyone's. (laughs) My mother's 92. Um, How is perfectly healthy. She's 92. (laughs) No, she's never had surgery. She has all her teeth and perfect eyesight. I just dropped dead. What? Kill yeah. me now. Kill me now. What? I, I mean, she sh- she can't walk because she sh- was, should have had her knees done. But yeah, she's never had surgery ever. And she's still she, sassy as all shit. And she has all her teeth. And she I don't has, have all I doesn't teeth. wear glasses. And to, I don't have my, I fucking have what? two implants. Okay. Elisa's grandmother died at 96, smoked like a pack, two packs a day. She also Ashkenazi? Yep. What the hell? Russian Jew. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. We 
you know, it's genetics. It's all genetics. It, I know a lot of people are vegan and God bless them and organic and blah, blah, blah. I have a friend who's like vegetarian and hasn't had a mammogram and is in her 40s because she doesn't want the the um, bad news. No, she doesn't want the radiation in her body. I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. Is she a Scientologist? No, she's no, but, just like, th- but yeah. she's going to end up having way more radiation right. in her body if she doesn't. Right, eat a right, bit right. Of it. It's just like it's so. There's so many hypocritical things, and I, you know, look, God, I don't judge. All right, I'm judging a little bit, but <laughs> the whole show is called Judge Me Now. <laughs> yeah, we can be, yeah, but Basically. it's like <laughs> Judge Judy. <laughs> Oh my god. So, um, that was my fault it, everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, I just it, it really you know that whole like but the, here's the other part. This is the other half of the vegetarian vegan kill me now section. Is the oh, I you know like that whole uh, we're not judgmental, but you know they're like, oh no, I'm vegan. Like I'm so much better than you. <laughs> I have so much more self control, and no, I don't eat that. <laughs> and like, there's two guys in the band of my show who are vegan, and all I go, uh, I just walk in every night, and I'm like, oh god, you guys have some filet mignon. It's so good. But one of them eats Skittles the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you won't have a steak, but you'll eat fucking Skittles. Taste the rainbow. <laughs> for for a while, we had one of those old TVs. Like, I yeah. haven't I hadn't bought a TV in 20 years, and then right. they switched it over, and you had to have a flat screen. They just wasn't in the mood to go out and buy a flat right, screen, right, right, right. whatever it was. And I and people would be like, "Did you see this show? Did you see that show?" And I always pause because I didn't go. I didn't want to go. Oh, I don't have a TV because I was afraid to right, get that. To get the- ah, you don't have a TV. Oh, do you read like all right, the time? Right, 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 right. Oh my God. I was just like, oh no, we're just in between TVs right now. We're just, you know, we're shopping around, you know, we're just right. like, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're consumers. Yeah. I don't own a, I don't own a TV, but I just watch fucking Hulu and Netflix all right, the time. Yeah. Right. You have a computer, yeah, right? I'm, yeah. I'm always my watching TV. I never watch shit on television. Yeah. Like Ben yeah. has, uh, the screen for his Xbox or PS4 or whatever the fuck he has. And now he gets, that's how we watch TV. Yeah. That's yeah. how he watches TV now. Yeah. I watch just cause you, yeah, I don't own a TV, but God, do I watch it? You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have a friend I grew up with, Joe Purdy, who's a, a TV writer, no TV. He grew up without a TV, would go to the neighbors, and now he's a writer for television. That's probably why he's a good writer. Well, it doesn't mean right. that you don't know how to write a story and how to make things funny. No, no, I'm just yeah. saying he writes for TV. I love that. Yeah. Because, uh, oh, wow. You take you take like on uh, camera film classes and they'll be like, well, you have to watch TV because this is what you're doing. You got to know what shows are on and all this shit. And I'm just like, there's no, pa- you no, know, you everyone, don't. like, it's so funny. There's this set path and then someone goes their own path and everyone's like, oh, that's the new path, you know? Right. It's like, <laughs> That's God. what technique is called. You find your own way. Did you hear? Like, it's so weird. Sorry, boss, I'll fix that. (laughs) It's like someone else is here. Um, I I opened that path for my younger, I have an older brother and a younger brother. My older brother was a little more conservative growing up. He was always mm -hmm. reading like business books. Right. He's doing really great. Uh, My younger brother was a little more manic like me. Mm -hmm. And so I always wanted to go out. I, so I, I essentially broke my parents a little. And by the time he was a teenager, they were like, I don't care where you're going anymore. Plus he has a penis. So it's a whole different thing in a Jewish family with the wiener. But I like that he thanks me to this day. That's good. So you get, all right. Now, before we go, cause Lauren's giving me the fuck. Um, here's one's giving me the fucking. (laughs) 
Anyway, so why would I think you would like that? Uh, um, <laughs> so I, I have one last question. You pretty much were at the um, genesis of this podcast, Ultimate Podcasting Guys.com. And um, you, you really are one of the. Would you say you are the? Uh, who else was out? Uh, who, what other podcasts were out there, before Keith and the Girl? Most of them are gone. I think there's a This Week in Tech was a huge one that I think is still around. Okay, This yeah. Week in Tech. Okay, so now now everyone, including myself, has a podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, we just celebrated 10 years. Which 10 is, years. Which is about how long podcasting has been around. They were featured. Mazel tov! And you were on the Village Voice cover. Yeah. And you're, I mean, you guys are pretty much... You know, everyone, when I say Keith and the girl, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone oh, wow. knows. That's exciting. I remember uh, the stickers around NYU. Yeah. Oh, nice. So <laughs> how does it feel? Like, I know I feel it because I was out and then, like I was saying, how, like, mm. you know, I was out and then all of a sudden, you know, a big celebrity comes out and it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. But they waited until they were, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does it feel? To be to see all these like successful podcasts, people you've helped establish that you taught about pod. How does like do you have a good feeling about that? Do you have a? If I said that I had a hundred percent good feeling about that, you have to call me an asshole, right? Asshole. But but, <laughs> but I have a mostly good feeling about that because I still get respect from those people, and um, you know when when you tell me things like if you tell another comic Keith and the girl and they have a respectful right. response to it, then they're not just stepping on me to go to do their podcast. They we are this thing together. Somebody had to start stand up. Somebody had to start musicals. Right. Somebody had to start absolutely everything and it's not like I started the medium um I was maybe one of the, the first people to make money on it right, or to make a, make living, a on living on it um I like it because when I used to tell people what I did for a living they looked at me like I was you know in my mother's basement right. with some antenna on the roof like right. reaching other nerds and right, stuff right, right, right. so now it's more popular ads get in touch with me like sponsors get in touch with me because uh, they recognize that podcasting is an can actual you, thing. Can you shun them over absolutely, yeah, sure. absolutely. And so I think it's I think it's really a lot of fun. So we've we've gotten to talk to. I don't think I would have gotten to meet Mara Wilson or at least not. I mean, Mara yet. Wilson's awesome. Yeah, and I Thank you know you. I'm on your show now. Like that has to do right. With but that. you were helpful. Like you and and Lauren were always <laughs> like do a podcast. And you know like Jim Norton. To, a lot of people have told me to do a podcast, and then I was like, oh, everyone else. But it's like I know mine's different than because I'm different than everyone. So. Exactly. I think we do something different, even though we do a comedy show and a lot right. of the stuff out there is, is comedy. Right. I think that this is incredible. There's room for absolutely everybody. That's in what every I genre. say. And I tell these young comics, you know, everyone has their own path and everyone there's room for everyone. And just because someone got a deal or is a successful doesn't mean that you're not going to get one. And if you it's a, it's you're this is a. If you're your heart, in this for life, you know? Yeah, you have no choice. This is what I'm going to be doing. If it's not right. this, it's some other artistic and I, I You said, like, there's some podcasters who I don't even know where they are anymore. Yeah. I, there's comics from 30 years ago when I started that I don't... Where the hell are they, you yeah. know? If you Hemda, oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. No, Hemda, you asked me the other day uh, if I, like, had a quote. Mm-hmm. Like, if I, if I could give you a quote. And the truth is that I was thinking about this, and I feel like 
Uh, I mean, being a former child actor, there's a lot of misinformation and bullshit about there. And people love to make up stories about me disappearing from film for this reason or that reason. And the thing is, though, that I feel like I could, I've told people, look, if you want to get to know me, if you want to know what I'm actually like, listen to my Keith and the Girl interviews. Right. Because... Wait, because that cry. is that is who I am. Mm-hmm. And and I feel free to be myself. And I feel like I mean, I, I feel that way on, you know, Judy's podcast, too. Like, <laughs> you listen there. <laughs> yes, that's, you. you know, because it's an interview, but it's not it's not it's none of the regular interview bullshit. It's honest. It's open. And and it's I conversation, feel, it's conversation. No, and it's I like, feel so yeah. comfortable with it. Right. You know, there are some I've done interviews before where I'm like, stop fucking digging, man. Uh, well, because here, they have an agenda. You know, I don't have an totally, agenda. Totally. I mean, I yeah. do, do want to talk about what pisses people off because I'm always pissed off. But, yeah. you know, I don't you know, I really am interested in a, per, a human being, not yeah. like, right. oh my God, but you, oh my God, and then you did that. And then that's you what's that. so fun about this. We've done marathons that have lasted 76 hours right. and I'm excited the whole time. Just right. like, who's my next friend coming right, on right, and we right, can right. talk. And I would not be able to. I speak. know I've disappointed you on the marathon days. <laughs> it's so not gimmicky. I'm, there was a snowstorm. Like so many. Right. And so I'm committing to the next marathon. So many podcasts are gimmicky. You heard it here first. Folks. You know? Yeah. It's well, thank honest. You. That's, it's really, this is huge. I learned. And you can quote me on that. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm going to use. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> All right. So anyway. so anyway, I just, you know, I'm glad that doesn't piss you off. Um, it could piss other people off that I'm doing comedy without ever doing stand up. You know, that Who I gives a shit. I call myself. Yeah, how many people did stand up to not do stand up to yeah. get a job? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, people are like, oh, I can put five minutes together. And, you know, here's my life and here it is. And get me a deal. on You know, that to me. Meanwhile, I'm not sitting in fucking Dallas Buyers Club shitty hotels, you know, yeah. <laughs> writing jokes where when there was no Internet and no phone and nothing. And oh. yet they're like, here's five minutes. I'm going on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> I know that song. <laughs> yeah. You too. Hi. I talked into my camera for uh, 35 seconds and now I'm a star. I have 8 billion files. I mean, like, I don't fucking understand it. I really don't get it. So we, you're we okay. got a few more YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen. Oh, annoying. The look Judy gave him. The look you gave him. <laughs> He's so annoying. Kinda. I know. Do you get in fights? Yeah. A lot. Like I love, I fucking love our fights because Lauren will let me go there and be like, no, I need to finish the sentence. I'm unhappy with you. And like, if you just let me tell you that I'm unhappy with you, I immediately get happy. I, I'm fine. I keep her very I, that's happy. That's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I, we fight a lot. My partner, Elisa and I, and I, I can't, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> You know, we have stupid fights and we're in their 50s. And But we're both going through menopause. There's, I know. think there are waves in relationships. You have to see if you're on a wave right. or if you crashed and what that means. The good thing is we travel well together. <gasps> that's huge. Like, that's big. Huge. We are great at traveling. You know what? I My ex and I were great at traveling. We what only liked each other. Here's the voice. Um, Someone talked about their ex or something. Oh, uh, it was the terrible. Drug oh my God. Oh, it's, um, it's funny that you still hear every word. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
Hamda, will you be on again? I would love it. Mara, you'll be on again. Hell yeah. This is a lot of um, fun. Mara snuck on I this one. Um, thank you for letting me use the Keith and the Girl studio. Thank you. Um, so thank you. All right. So you're where can people find Keith and the Girl? Uh, KeithandTheGirl.com on iTunes or Keith and the Girl. We're Keith and the Girl everything. Twitter, okay. Facebook. And then yeah. what the other one is? Uh, what's my name? But start with Keith and the Girl. Keith and the Girl. Yeah. And then Twitter? Keith and the Girl or my name's Chemda. It's spelled Chemda. C-H-E-M-D-A. Yeah, bitches. And uh, Facecock? Are you on Facecock? Yeah, slash Chemda. Everything is all the same. Right. Yeah. Chemda. Mara, are you on Facecock? Yeah. Uh, Mara Wilson writes stuff on, on Facebook. Oh. I'm yeah. on the twat. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now my half Torah. Eloheinu melech haolam. Asher kiddushanu b'mitzvotav v'tivanu lehadlik. This is for the lights. Bust. Thank you all. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. This is Kill Me Now. Check me out at Judy Gold on Twitter. J E W D Y G O L D. And I'm on Facecock and I'm on I'm everywhere pretty much. Um thank you to Chemda. Thank you. Mara Wilson. Thank you. Um This has been Kill Me Now, number four. Can you believe it? Number four. It's a nice round number. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.